The Trev and Ben Show. Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon. This is Croydon Radio. Republica, drop dead gorgeous. And now, Trevor Smith and Ben Harmer. They don't deserve mouths. The Trev and Ben Show. Oh, hang on. There we go. Try again. I'm very tired this morning, but I'm going to be pressing all the wrong buttons. I can't hear myself either. Oh, what is Are we all right? Yeah. Can you, how's that? Uh, Can you hear yourself now? That's a bit better. Are you sure you've done the faders right? Isn't of course I've done the faders right. I mean, look at me. I'm a seasoned professional. Mm. Of course I know what I'm doing. <laughs> hasn't started well, has Hang it? I'll just double check. <laughs> they look right to me. That's right. Okay. They look right to All me. systems go. Well, ish. Ish. It's, I think it's going to be very freeform this morning. I got to bed about half past two. Yeah, I wasn't far behind. Uh, I am exhausted, emotional. Angry. Just clarify, when I say I wasn't far behind, I mean, in my own separate bed with my wife. I oh, I thought you were just... With you. Well, you were trailing me. I couldn't <laughs> see you. Sort of, I felt there was someone watching. <laughs> it was you the whole no. time. Me and Trev sleep in separate beds. I just want that to be clear. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, it depends on how scared we are. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I could deal with someone just holding my hand right now. I feel very vulnerable this morning. Like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> yeah. Which one's Bert and which one's Ernie? I never remember. Hey, Bert. That's right. Bert's the, the sort of banana-shaped one. <laughs> like so you can be Bert, because I can do Ernie's voice. Hey, Bert. How do you know I can't do Ernie's voice? Try it. Gee, Bert. <laughs> oh, that's even better. <laughs> How does Ernie sound? Ernie's a bit more like... A bit more nasal. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> not bother. Let's not bother that. <laughs> All the usual stuff to come in the next two hours. I think they, it will get a little bit better, by the way. Oh, yeah. If this is the first time you've ever tuned in, it does get a little bit better. Better. Not much, <laughs> but a little bit. Uh, all the usual stuff to come. Think the link in about 25 minutes. Quite a difficult one today. I say that every week. Going to struggle. Get out. And no one will help you. That's okay. the way it goes. Uh, New Music at 10, uh, 77 Bombay Street. Their brilliant song, Waterproof. The Compendium, Ben. Are we doing that today? Try and stop me. Well, I will. Uh, also, the pub quiz. Uh, today's co- Now, this is how bad things are this morning. I couldn't write properly this morning. The actual category is days and months. I first wrote days and nights. Then I wrote days and moths. I've now got it right. Days and months. Excellent. Also, choosing your wardrobe can be difficult. And I frightened somebody yesterday. Oh dear. It's all to come in the next two hours right here on Croydon Radio and the Trevor and Ben Show. Alabama Shakes. Hold on, on Croydon Radio. It's the Trev and Ben Show. And oh obviously... God, here we go. Here we go. Now, we, we may be competing this morning... With the blinking Christians. <laughs> which we do every Sunday, let's be fair. <laughs> but uh, uh, in the room next door to us this morning, there does appear to be a new church setting up. Oh. Uh, and they're doing a lot of singing. So we might find throughout the show, you'll, you'll hear a bit of uh, happy clappiness in the background. I don't have a problem with that, Ben. It is a Sunday. I hear your tambourine. Uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah. Well, they might hear that slightly more muted when it's round up somewhere if it's too loud <laughs> so so just to warn you in advance that speaking uh, of too loud if um, you, i just want to say that if you hear the words of god uh, coming to you through croydon radio it's not in your mind it's not god talking to you it's just the vicar next door being a little bit too loud yeah that's basically all it is um and do we need to address our audio problem oh no okay no i don't think so we hope we're coming through okay. yeah can you hear us <laughs> 
That's basically the big question of the day. <laughs> oh, dear. It's all going well so far. Do you know what, Ben? I don't care. We're only 11 minutes in. I, I used to worry. I used to worry if it didn't start well. I used to, well, you know, that's, that's my day ruined because I get really annoyed and wound up by the fact that it hadn't started well or the show had gone wrong. Don't care anymore. Doesn't matter. Don't care anymore. <laughs> because, let's face it, uh, anyone that likes us will forgive us. Anyone that doesn't like us will switch off. Fair enough. And they are switching off in their droves <laughs> right now. Uh, so, big week, Ben. Is it why? Historic week. What happened? Well, there was the old, uh, the old referendum there, wasn't it? The old referendum. The refer what? The referendum I heard about this. <laughs> it's horrendous. <laughs> Horrific. Uh, I'm just so glad the whole thing is over. Oh, thank God it's over. And, uh, and were you pleased not with the result? Now. No, I, I happen to vote Remain, so not, not very pleased. No. I, I must admit, I was I voted Remain. I'm quite happy to admit that, uh, and I was more furious about the result than I ever thought I could have been. Really? I woke up. I stayed up to about half past two on Thursday night, starting to watch it all unfold, and then I realised that how slow and boring the whole thing would be. So mm-hmm. I thought I better go to bed, and uh, and I knew it was obviously going to be sort of a very close run thing. And then I woke up in the morning, checked the news, and we voted. And I was, I was furious. Furious? I really was. Why? Well, I'm not going to go into the, the whys and wherefores, because it's a, it's a democratic process. It's happened. I respect it. But it doesn't mean I can't be angry about the result, because it's not what I wanted. And I sort of felt very let down by the people of this country. Mm. Uh, but that's my own opinion. And that's, this is the thing. <laughs> they, there are people now signing a petition for another referendum. It's almost at three million people. Look, it's happened deal with it yeah. it's done it's over for god's sake forget it never again <laughs> move on please never again i don't want to i can't go through that again i can't go through it and and the thing is i'll tell you the, the few things that um that got to me a little bit is the sort of smugness of uh people who voted leave the sort of victorious dancing they're doing metaphorically on social media <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and then, all, but also, oh, I've also noticed this a lot of people, uh, sort of in my circle uh, on Facebook, that, fa- that voted to leave, they're now sort of almost justifying I'm not racist. I'm not a racist. I'm really not. I voted leave because of other things, <laughs> which were, I, I don't know, but I'm not a racist. As long as you know that, I'm not a racist. I know. <laughs> Sort of almost having to sort of justify their decision, uh, basically because I think half the country is furious with them. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that do you know what annoyed me more than anything though? What's that? Well, first of all, let's let's hear from the man, shall we? The British people have voted to leave the European Union, and their will must be respected. I fought this campaign in the only way I know how, which is to say directly and passionately what I think and feel. I was absolutely clear about my belief that Britain is stronger, safer and better off inside the European Union. And I made clear the referendum was about this and this alone, not the future of any single politician, including myself. But the British people have made a very clear decision to take a different path. And as such, I think the country requires fresh leadership to take it in this direction. This is not a decision I've taken lightly, but I do believe it's in the national interest to have a period of stability and then the new leadership required. I love this country and I feel honoured to have served it. And I will do everything I can in future to help this great country succeed. Now, 
<laughs> Cameron resigning. I should have been allowed to enjoy that day. Yes. Six years I've been waiting for that. Six years. And I was so furious at the result. I couldn't enjoy the Aww. moment. I couldn't enjoy it. Not and also, a little bit. No. And that's all, is it, what, what a thing it comes to when I'm suddenly slightly upset that one of the people I hate more than anyone else in the world is resigning because God knows what's coming next. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You sort of think, oh, better the devil you know, really. Mm. Uh, that, was, that was what made me more angry than anything else. He did get a little bit emotional, though, didn't he? I thought so. It's a little bit of a break in the voice, isn't it? I love this country, oh. and I feel honoured oh. to have served it. And I will do everything I can oh, in future <laughs> to help this great country succeed. I mean, how's a man who hasn't got a heart <laughs> able to get emotional? Oh, I've trained him to do that. Do you think? That's oh, yeah. all a bit of media training. Yeah, put in the voice wobble, Dave. Yeah. Put in a bit of wobble. Yeah. Just, just, just near the end, just when you say how much you love this country, just go, mm. I love it. Uh, so, He's not allowed to cry anyway, because it might short his circuits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was one of the things that really annoyed me. I couldn't enjoy his resignation. The other thing that annoyed me, I'm just going to play one more little clip from, uh, from his whole speech, because it, it did go on a little bit. Um, just something I want to take a little bit of issue with. Go on. Just, just a little bit. We should be proud of the fact that... In these islands, we trust the people with these big decisions. Well, we don't really now, do we? <laughs> I don't trust them with the big decisions anymore, which is why uh, I'm afraid to say the only answer is for me to carry out some sort of coup. Really? And then become a dictator. Because unless, I mean, let's face it, we've had two big elections, a general election last year, the referendum, neither have gone the way I want. So the only, <laughs> the only way I can see forward is for me to take charge. And how does it start? And for, well, I can't tell you. Oh. I mean, obviously I will be storming number 10 at some point. Uh, I think you can get past the police now at the top of Downing Street, just call them a couple of plebs. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they sort of, they get wound up and get into their own legal battle and you can get in there. So in the next couple of weeks, obviously I'm not going to say when or how, but I will carry out some sort of coup. And I will become a dictator. I mean, there won't be, there won't be choices. There okay. won't be a democratic process once I'm in charge because you can't be trusted to make the right decisions. I feel like I want to distance myself from you. Really? Yeah. What, you could be head of defence. Can I? Yeah. Right. I, I want to see you on top of a tank outside number 10 uh, claiming victory for the people. What's we can salary? become the, the democratic people of the United Kingdom, okay. you know, because a lot of those countries that are democratic republic of are generally not democratic. So are we going to be like Putin's lot? Are we going to be like really rich? Uh, I think so. Obviously, we need to get ridiculous hair or facial hair because all mm -hmm. dictators have that. I can't really grow a beard. So you're, you're going to have to do the ridiculous haircut. Okay. Can you do like the, the Kim Jong-un? Oh, do I have to kind of, kind of have like a mohawk or something like that? Oh, you want to go that way? Well, I'd rather do that than a Kim Jong-un or a Kim Jong-il. Okay, well, it doesn't matter as long as it's a ridiculous haircut. Okay. That doesn't matter. I mean, I can't really do facial hair, but I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try and grow maybe a Stalin moustache. I could probably get you, give you a Hitler tash. I could probably manage you that. You give me a Hitler tash? No, I mean, I, I can offer you a oh. Hitler tash for oh, okay. my, my part. Okay, I see your, your Hitler tash and I raise you a Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, I will be in charge. I tell you, the, the good news: there are some good, positive things to come from it. Are there? Yeah, there are. Go on. Well, well besides David Cameron going, presumably Nigel Farage and UKIP's raison d'être is now no longer, so they can disappear. Did you see he was on the telly the other day, and someone was saying, "Oh, that um, you know that thing you had plastered all over the sides of buses—that three hundred and fifty million pounds." Oh yeah, a no, week. that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, that's going to go straight back to the NHS. So how, how are we going to do that? And he sort of went. 
yeah, yeah, it's not. Nope. It's, uh, nope. Yeah, <laughs> and what I loved him, he distanced himself. He went, well, it wasn't my poster. <laughs> wasn't my post. Well, you didn't say anything at the time, though, did you? You know, a lot of people probably voted to leave because they thought the NHS is going to get a lot more money, but they're not. Although, to defend him for a second, oh, go on, old Mister Farage. Yeah, he has said that he wants the twenty third of uh, June. I think he said this anyway. Yeah, to become a annual Independence Day bank holiday. I'm not having that. Oh, come on, shut up, bank right. holiday. I don't want a UK Independence Day. Bank holiday. I don't Forget care what it means. I don't want it because any country that's got a proper Independence Day have been properly oppressed and and just we haven't really, have we? I don't like that. I don't want that. It's not happening. And if we do have it, I tell you what, I will work every bank holiday that that happens. You're self-employed. This doesn't count. I will invoice somebody <laughs> for something I do on that day. <laughs> that's going to happen. Um, I tell you the other thing that I, I really want to say about uh, UKIP is obviously uh, they, they no longer have a reason to exist so they can go away but um, did, did you hear what the UKIP chairman said this week? Uh, something racist? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yes. That's a good guess, isn't it? Um, he, said, uh, he said obviously the, uh, the decision to, to leave is a triumph for democracy which will have no impact on Croydon at all immediately but then he basically did say Croydon will become a nicer place because there'll be fewer immigrants. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Lovely man. I'll tell you what, Croydon would be a nicer place if people like you were <laughs> So overall, overall, are we happy? Not really. I'm furious, Ben. Furious. <laughs> the Claxons, Golden Scans from Croydon Radio. Uh, I just had a thought, Ben. You are, um, by birth, Northern Irish, aren't you? I am. Um, so Very disappointed today. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, to go out of Europe for an own goal. Oh, I didn't do it. What a horrendous thing. I didn't put the ball in the net, did I? Yeah, I'm talking about a metaphor for, you know, for what we've done. <laughs> I was trying to be intelligent. Oh, right. Sorry, straight over my head. <laughs> Waste of time, isn't it? Waste of time trying to be satirical. It really is. <laughs> um, the thing that, that I... Do you know what I think the mistake that was made by the, uh, by the Remain campaign? Is they didn't give us the German perspective. Did we want the German perspective? I think we did want the German perspective because uh, the uh, the most popular newspaper in Germany, the I think it's called the Bild or the Bild, something like that. I don't know how you say it. I didn't do German. I, right. I went a bit Scandinavian there. You I went a think. bit Bill and Ben, is what you did. Bill and Ben. Yeah. I suppose you Bild, Bild. I don't know. <laughs> that's how uh, that's how Angela Merkel talks. Ah. Yeah, it's very, very manly. Bild. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what they did, right? They they gave a proper reason for remaining go on they said if the uk decided to stay in the the eu they would finally recognize jeff Hurst's disputed goal in the 1966 world cup final why am i only hearing about this now exactly why didn't we hear this before the referendum <laughs> i mean surely that would have swung the nation wouldn't yeah. it you know but they didn't just stop there it wasn't just recognizing jeff Hurst's goal they also said they'd stop making jokes about prince charles ears They'd stop using sun cream on the beach out of solidarity with our sunburn. <laughs> They'd reserve a place for us with their towels on the sun lounges. <laughs> hey, how about that? They'd turn their clocks back an hour to be in sync with us. Uh, they'd do without a goalie in a penalty shootout to make it a little bit easier for us, a little <laughs> bit more exciting. <laughs> uh, they'd send uh, the German uh, football manager, um, Joachim Loeb, to guard our crown jewels. Hmm. And they'd all come along to the Queen, the Queen's hundredth sure, birthday. I'm, I'm not sure I want that man's hands anywhere near the crown jewels. Have you not seen him doing his old scratch and sniff routine? Well, yes, he's looking after his crown jewels. We we'll bring him over. He can look after ours. <laughs> I think that's the, that's basically the point they were making there. Then, oh yeah. So I think if, if we'd known about that, I think it would have changed everything. And it's it's a shame. It's too late now. It's a shame because hmm. you know 
it's over. Well, it's they can, done. They can always leave. I suppose they could. What would they? Would they have a a name for it? Not for the German one, but I have seen a tweet with some great suggestions for other countries because we call it Brexit. And we, oh yes, British yes. Exit. So obviously, Brexit. That's obviously a yes. Yeah, I've heard uh, that one. The Greek one. Yeah. Uh, Departure. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Uh, Italy. Italy. Check right, out. Yeah. Oh, che- yes. It took me a little while to get that yeah. one. Yeah, I'm a bit slow this morning, as you know. Austria. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, Finnish. Oh, that's my favourite. Is it? That is my favourite because that that's just says it all. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then it goes a bit downhill. Um, Slov- Slovak out. Oh, no. It's, it's lost it now, isn't it? Later, Via. No. And uh, by Jim. <laughs> yeah, the last three are very good, but I like Departugal. That, oh, yeah, no, that's good. And Finnish, I think. They're, they're my two favourites. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I've heard of, uh, did you say Frexit? I, I didn't say that. No. I think that's the French one. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, I think Sweden might be considering it Swexit. Swexit. They're calling it. So, um, so we could find that there's all sorts of exits. Mm. Oh, now. And the Scottish. They'll, they'll be off soon, won't they? Skexit. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what you call that. Scocks it. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> don't know what you call it. <laughs> Let's stop guessing, shall we? <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with Scocks it. No. Hmm. And you might see a lot of Scocks it <laughs> if it happens. Now, uh, now the other thing uh, about the um, the whole thing, and this this will be the last thing I, I mention about it, uh, was on the day itself. For this link, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the day itself, uh, did you get into heated conversations with people? Um, no, no. Everyone, everyone I spoke to, even when I told them my side, even if they disagreed, was fairly all right with it. Uh, I, I came across a couple of people who I ended up having slightly heated discussions with. Mm. And the thing is, we were two people having heated discussions with very little substance <laughs> to our arguments, and that's a very odd place to be. It's like, going, yeah, but. It will just be better if we stay. It's as simple as that. That's mm. all I can tell you. <laughs> and I felt so inadequate. It, with it, with my ability to argue my case. Well, I, I sort of felt like I didn't really know any of the facts going into it. I don't know. The, it was just all sort of a bit... They're saying that. They're saying that none of it's based on fact, and I didn't really know what to do on the day. Well, Jace Patrick, who's one of our friends of the show, yeah, he's an American, and he got in touch with uh, with us, didn't he? Uh, he did. After the uh, the result, just said, oh, I hear you've left. What does it mean? And, uh, and all of that. And I just sort of thought I'd try and give him a, a little... Just a little insight into where we were coming from. And uh, I don't think I could do it. I don't think he was any the wiser. No. After a little Twitter discussion with me. I don't <laughs> think he was any the wiser. <laughs> in fact, he was probably more confused about the whole thing. We ended up talking about Doctor Who and Benedict Cumberbatch in the end. Yeah, stick we, with what you know. <laughs> yeah, we decided that politics probably wasn't our thing. <laughs> and uh, sci-fi was, uh, was a much better option. Mm. And I think sci-fi is always better. I, in fact, I would like to see us have a referendum on more sci-fi on television. Surely we can, we can have all kinds of uh, quotas of, of televisual excitement now. Mm. More sci-fi. More Doctor Who. I would like the money that we would send to the EU, that 350 million that was going to go into the NHS and now isn't, invest it in Doctor Who. Well, I mean, does Doctor Who feature a lot of aliens from other countries and other planets and stuff? Oh, yeah, we don't want them. No. <laughs> I was on the train last night, very late, and uh, which I'll tell you all about later on because it was horrific. But um, there were these two uh, mature ladies who were very um, inebriated. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and one of them um, wanted to ask us, is this train going to Victoria? 
and we suggest and then she just laughed a lot she just couldn't stop laughing she she was in that drunken state where she just everything was running and because her she was from um, lithuania and her english was very broken and i couldn't work out whether she was laughing at me or encouraging me to laugh with her i couldn't work that one out but then mm. she asked me about the eu oh. And I said, well, I can't talk to you now, love. We're out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, said, I can't talk to you. You might have been living here for, uh, for 10 years now, but uh, I say we didn't want Johnny Foreigner here, do we? No. And uh, she didn't like that. She, she still managed to laugh, though. That was the, that was the best bit. Think the link. So think the link, Ben. Uh, three songs to identify. Somewhere there's a link between them. Title, artist. You know the drill by now. We've been doing it long enough. Yeah. <laughs> here are the three... What do you reckon? I think I know. I'm not sure. I think you've done something a little bit cheeky. Oh dear. I think you've done something a little bit topical and a little bit cheeky, but I can't quite get there. All right, here they are again. There's a link between them. I think I know what the middle song is. I'm not sure about the the, the two bookending it. So if you can get in touch, even if you don't know the link, if you just know one of the songs or one of the artists, you might be able to help me. I'm not going to say what my inclination is just yet. Okay. But if you do know any of the information, send me a private message on uh, on Facebook. On Facebook. Why would you do that on Facebook? Yeah. Don't send me a private message <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> no, do. Send me. Start inundating <laughs> it with private messages. Send me a private message on the shout box, and I will. Um, Palm off your you knowledge will, is my own. You will par- you'll send him a private message on Facebook and he will palm you off. <laughs> you can't ask for more than that, can you? Let's be honest. Um, it's at Trevor Ben on Twitter or coinradio.com via the shout box. Oh, I'm tired. That's the way to get in touch with us about absolutely anything. Uh, but right now we are looking for the link between these three. They're going well today, isn't it? Brilliant. Between these three songs. Good luck. The You and Me song, The One and Eyes, on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben show. We had a bit of a Trevor and Ben night out in the week, didn't we? We did. Got very drunk. Mm-hmm. Ridiculously so. I started drinking quite early. Yeah. And I, I can't remember what time you got to me, but I'd already had a few, I think, by the time you got to me. You didn't seem that bad. I felt terrible the next day. Uh, I woke up with a proper banging hang- hangover. Yeah? Yeah. It was, it wasn't, wasn't good. But it was a great night. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Odd, as always. Yeah. Uh, in the pub, you know, there was a, a man called Bobby. Who, uh, <laughs> don't you remember Bobby? Oh, I remember Bobby now. Bobby, the... God, uh, it was a late night, wasn't it? The northern man. I completely put him out of my memory. Well, it's not a bad thing. But then you were playing Paul while I got stuck with Bobby. Mm. And uh, I've never met Bobby before. But um, he's possibly one of the most boring people I've ever <laughs> oh, met. Oh, poor Bobby. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I love cats, Ben. You know, I, I, I'm an animal lover. I mm-hmm. love cats. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about them for about an hour in the pub. Really? Was that what you were doing? Yeah. Yeah. He was telling me he, he, he can train it. No, I don't necessarily believe this, but he was telling me he could train a cat to do anything with a bit of grated cheese. He claimed that he taught his uh, Siamese cats, or Burmese, I can't remember, uh, to use the toilet with a bit of grated cheese. I I don't believe it. No. I mean, I know some cats are clever and can learn to use the toilet, but I don't believe Bobby 
could ever train anything to do anyone. Any, to do anyone? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anything. Taking a dark turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, oh, he's a criminal. He should be locked up. <laughs> Running that sort of establishment. No, he couldn't train anything to do anything. <laughs> If you know what I mean. Yeah, I know you mean. I know you're going to get it. <laughs> and then I ended up coming home with a bit of tat. Did you? The golden dolphin goblet. You know, you tried to explain that to me on the way home on the train, and I still didn't understand it. <laughs> Trev basically, uh, halfway home, pulled out this sort of poncy <laughs> dolphin emblazoned ashtray thing goblet it wasn't a goblet you drink out of a goblet it's like the holy grail this thing you know it has to be looked after cared for if you wanted to drink about a thimble full of water you could have had it as if you wanted to drink a thimble of christ's blood (laughs) it would be perfect anyway i might bring it in next week for the new church that just set up next door can you explain why you had this thing well it goes back a, a few weeks back on the show i talked about a night in this pub which, if you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know the pub that I go to once a week is a very odd place, but I love it. It kind of... You meet all kinds of people there. You never quite know what you're going to get in this Mm. pub, and I I like that. And uh, a few weeks back, I met someone there on a Friday night, and we ended up in this very surreal conversation about making a film where there were dolphins involved, we were jumping through windows. It all got very bizarre, right? And I think I ended up being dressed as a dolphin or something. And this man that I was talking to runs a sort of bric-a-brac shop. Mm. <laughs> so uh, he then brought in from his bric-a-brac shop for my mate, not necessarily for me, but for my mate that I was with, uh, because he sees him more regularly, this goblet with dolphins on it. And my mate's been trying to leave it in the pub for weeks now. Why? Because he doesn't want it. Then why not throw it in the bin? I don't know. He's just, I think he thought it'd be better and funnier to leave it in the pub. But every time he's tried to leave it, just as he's been leaving, uh, Dickie, the landlord, goes, uh, take that. <laughs> take that with you. <laughs> and then this week, because he left before me, he just left it there. So I'm now lumbered with this thing. Well, he didn't quite just leave it. I think he tucked it up the inside of his sleeve. Of he did, you're sleeve. right. Yeah. It was in my coat sleeve. <laughs> so when I picked up my coat to put my coat on, there it was. And I thought, I can't just, I can't just leave this thing because Dickie will tell me to take it home for a start. <laughs> and secondly, uh, this, is t- this goblet has taken on a significance in my life now. It actually means something. It's important to me. Go on. Well, it's special, isn't it? It's, it's a memory. What? Of what? Well, because clearly it's not allowed to be out of the ownership of me or my friend, because whenever he's tried to get rid of it, the only time he's got rid of it, it's ended up with me. Yeah. So clearly this goblet has some sort of magical powers, or it's, it's attracted to us. Or, so I, I can't get rid of it now, because I fear that my life will be uh, b- sort of blighted by bad luck. Well, you say, <laughs> you say that, but the night it was given to you was our last night in Europe, wasn't it? No, Yes. <laughs> There's a, there's a thought. Under your control, we've left the EU. What do you mean, under my control? Oh, you got possession of the magic goblet, and the first thing we do is leave the EU. Well, when, I, when the coup comes along, remember, <laughs> I will have the magic goblet, and I can make it do anything, mm. if I clearly have. No, because I would have wanted us to stay. It's, it's bringing bad luck. Yeah. Right, it's got to go. I'm going to melt it down <laughs> and create a new goblet. A new independent goblet <laughs> is what I'm going to do. Uh, and the other thing about the, the night was um, you had chosen to wear the most inappropriate clothing. Oh, man. Not only that, but it was the most humid day I have ever experienced in this country, ever. Now, it was raining a lot. Didn't help. But you were wearing clothes 
that are only really suitable for climbing the top of Everest. It wasn't just... You were wearing some sort of mountain climbing gear. You were, It was unbelievable that you'd chosen that amount of clothing for that day. The, the top I was wearing on its own, I could have walked wearing the top and only that top. I could have walked to the South Pole. <laughs> yes. And, be, and thought, oh, this is hot. And, and on the most humid day of the year, you chose to wear that and your mountain climbing coat. Uh, such a mistake. <laughs> such a mistake. And what was your reason for, for choosing those particular items of finery? I thought it looked good. Oh, vanity. Vanity, yeah. Vanity was your only reason. <laughs> I thought it looked alright, so I thought I'll do. And by the end of the night, you were like a just like a, a husk really you'd sweated so much it was just like a a wrinkled prune in front of me yeah. wearing this sort of bit of Gore-Tex <laughs> you had a friend there who I hadn't met before um she was very nice yes um and she was um she, I think she's going away for a while but having only met me for a few hours she was uh, patting me on the back as she was leaving saying next time why don't you try and pick something a little bit more sensible to wear I'm like, oh cheers <laughs> lovely bit of advice yeah mind you uh I can't I can't talk because um, I often wear inappropriate clothing in this sort of heat. Because I, 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 I don't know, I, I don't really pay much attention to the weather. So I just generally pick up the first thing that's clean yeah. or clean-ish. Do you mm. know what I mean? You sort of pick it up, yeah, that'll do. Oh. It doesn't matter. And I realised, because last Sunday was quite warm, wasn't it? Yeah. When your, your father popped in. Was, yeah. And uh, he took some photos of, of, of us in... Uh, of professionals at work you know what i mean he's he's taken photographic evidence of how professional we are yeah and uh, you showed me a couple of the pictures in the week and i was wearing a big jumper and i am sweating like anything in those pictures <laughs> it, it's horrendous i suddenly thought why was i wearing that jumper on that day it was baking hmm. does show you working hard though it, it's very true it's very even this morning i put a, a sort of finished jumper on because it was gray and i'm baking now I'm baking mm. already. This jumper's a mistake today. Well, I've got I've got a t-shirt on today, but I have got my uh, mountaineer's jacket with me. You have got just your in mountaineer's case, jacket. I feel like by the time by the time we leave, it could be like an ice age out there. <laughs> Stepping Stones on Croydon Radio. We featured them on We Love New Music a few weeks back. Coming up at 10 today, new music from 77 Bombay Street. And uh, talking of new music, Ben, I, uh, when, when I'd left you on uh, the other night, Thursday night, and uh, I decided I was going to get a cab home from Croydon. Mm. Uh, I didn't, couldn't be bothered with, bu- with buses or anything. And uh, it was a very odd journey back in the cab. But the upshot is it, of it is uh, we might have some new music out of it. Really? Yeah, because, um, first of all, in the cab, I couldn't really hear the driver. He was trying to talk to me. He was one of those chatty cab drivers. And I, I'm not really a fan of that. No. You know, I'm, I'm very much just let me sit and be quiet, you know, and I'll get home. But he was a chatty driver. But I couldn't hear him very well. So I was leaning forward, trying to hear what he was saying. And I, obviously, I'm, I'm quite drunk as well. And he says something about... Um, something at the door so i thought he was going to tell me that there was a button i could press that would make him sound better you know and i'm pressing all these buttons and he just kept saying no no, and i couldn't hear him i couldn't hear him so i'm touching the window i'm doing and he's going no no there there." and in the end basically what he was saying that i needed to sit back because he couldn't hear me because the microphone is by the window oh so how are you going to hear him though well in the end i just i couldn't hear him 
and I said to him, I said, I'm sorry, I was leaning forward because I can't hear you. I'm not sure your microphone is working properly. And he went, oh, it is. So most of the journey, I just, all I could hear was him going, <laughs> and I was going, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, no, I agree. I could have been agreeing to anything. That's all, that's all they're listening for. They just want you to agree anyway. Well, exactly. But then um, he started uh, playing some music in the cab. And, and he said, uh, he said, oh, this is my nephew. To be fair, it was quite good, right? So I said, uh, I said, oh. And, you know, in my sort of drunken state, I went, oh, well, you know, I mean, I do a radio show, I'm calling radio every week, and we feature new music. I mean, we can, we can make or break this man. We can, we can make or break him. Yeah. And uh, we got to my house, and uh, rather than, as most cab drivers do, want you out as quickly as possible, take their extortionate amount of money uh, <laughs> for driving you there. And, uh, and, but we didn't, because the cab stopped. He got out his mobile phone and just started playing me YouTube videos of his nephew uh, singing. Any good? Not bad. Okay. So I will be in touch with him. Really? And we may well be playing My Taxi Driver's Nephew in a few weeks' time. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen on any journey, do you? I'm hoping then that as some sort of commission for sorting out his nephew, he let you have the cab journey for free. No. Oh. No, no, it was still uh, £14. 14 £14 pounds to go, what, three miles, if that? And the roads must have been dead at that time as well. Of course they were. Of course they were. But, you know, uh, don't get me started on it. You should have called an Uber cab. Yeah, I haven't really got into that one yet. I, I, I will, though. I, I, do you know what it's like, though? You get home late. It's just, oh, I, there's a cab. I just want to get in. A, I just want to get home. I just, you know, I can't be... Because last week I got the bus home from Croydon and ended up having a row with the bus driver. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it, it's better to... It's better. I have to decide what's the best route for me. You seem so calm when you're with me. I know. I, and then when I meet up with you, it's, oh, I had a row with this bloke, I had a row with that bloke, I yeah. had a row with them. I do seem to be falling out with a lot of people at the moment. I know, I should watch my step. I mean, I had an... I, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, on my way in on a Sunday morning, I'd, um, I'd had a little, uh, a little discussion, shall we say, with someone asking me for money? Yes. And uh, they wanted a pound because they gave me some sob story. And, uh, and I said, oh, okay, here's a pound. And then he saw that I had an extra two pounds in my hand because I was just about to pay for the parking. And he went, well, you've got more in your hand. Like, no, 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 no. doesn't work like that, mate. doesn't work like that. You asked me for a little bit of help, and I've given you a little bit of help. Now do one. I'll sling you up. <laughs> right. And then um, I, I think it was, uh, I can't remember where I'd been, but um, again, I, I, was, I was having a good night, you know, and then I had a terrible journey. And uh, by the time I got back to Croydon, I was not in the best of moods. And I was standing at the bus stop waiting for the bus. And this guy just came up to me and he went, oh, excuse me, mate. And then he said the thing that would really get, get me cool. because uh, I'm a big bloke, mate. I'm a big bloke, aren't I? You know, people are scared of me, generally. <laughs> and he went, he went, oh, you're a big bloke, don't hit me. I'm not going to hit you, but I'm not going to give you any money either, so get out. <laughs> and um, I felt a little bit bad afterwards that I'd shouted at him like that. But I, 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 I just thought, why, look, if you're going to ask money, don't be cheeky. No. Don't be cheeky. <laughs> you know, why are you, why are you automatically assuming I'm going to hit you anyway just because I'm bigger than you? <laughs> I mean, clearly you've spent a life being bullied, yeah. but I have no sympathy for you. <laughs> because um, also he was wearing possibly the most 
extraordinary pair of designer trainers I've ever seen. He can't be needing that much money. No. Do you know what I mean? Sell him. <laughs> Sell him if it's that much of an issue. You should issue. have mugged him for his trainers. I should have done. Yeah. I should, well, I've done a swap. I said, look, you know, clearly you're going to give me some cock and ball story about, I don't know, some dying relative in Bournemouth that you need to go go to. Um, yeah, I'll give you three quid towards your Oyster card to get there, but I'm having those trainers. For three quid? <laughs> well, yeah. That's nice. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> it's the Stranglers with Golden Brown. Good choice. It is a good choice, isn't right. it? Yeah. Very nice. Well, you know, I, I don't just play any old rubbish on this show. We were talking about uh, cats earlier, and when you were talking about your mate Bobby, not your my, new best friend. <laughs> not my mate. <laughs> He's not my mate. <laughs> that, that reminded me of the story I saw about um, a cat in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, which was at home. It was uh, there in the house with a, a woman and her adult daughter who were sleeping. One of them women got up uh, for, a, for a wee during the night. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Almost forget there's a microphone in front of my face. She sometimes. went for a wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, uh, this annoyed the cat. It, she wasn't weeing on the cat, was she? <laughs> no, thankfully. Was the but cat waiting to flush the toilet? It said the cat became incensed. Incensed? Yeah. Um, so basically, the cat's going ballistic. Now, uh, you've had cats before. Yes. Have you yeah. ever had a cat go ballistic on you? Uh, not because of urination. No? Uh, I had a cat go ballistic on me once. My, we, our first cat, Bilbo, who I've talked about before, the lovely Bilbo. Yeah. Um, he was uh, we took him in and he was a feral cat and he never quite lost that and he would just occasionally just attack you for no reason he'd walk past and he'd just pounce at your leg and what was the most dramatic response you had for this Uh, the most dramatic response would be stop it Bilbo that would be about it that's about it okay well um, Cuppy the cat Cuppy that's a lovely name it is a lovely name slightly pervy Cuppy (laughs) it was going ballistic Um, so they did what all sensible Americans would do phone the police phone the police phone the police and claim that it was a hostage situation <laughs> a hostage the cat's holding them hostage that was what they called him with now do we have any details about uh, were they being holed up in the loo they barricaded themselves in a bedroom now they, they barricaded themselves that's not a hostage situation yeah. is it and what I really love is the end of this story is <laughs> the finishing paragraph of the article Armed, armed <laughs> officers were filmed in a standoff with the irate pet before he eventually calmed down and strolled out of the house. <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. Armed officers in a standoff with a cat. With a cat who's just got the hump. I mean, everything, everything with that, that story is wrong. I mean, why has the cat got, got an issue with the woman going to the loo? I mean, maybe he, you know, he's been disturbed. It was very lovely sitting on the sofa on the, the duvet yep you know and then she gets up ruins her life I don't know Ben I'll tell you what I've had fun with a cat this week yeah yeah there's a, a new cat that's uh, been appearing in my garden every day hang on a minute you have a you have a tortoise don't you yeah and this has been great because this cat's obviously quite a young cat obviously never seen a tortoise before aren't you worried it's going to rip it to shreds no because the tortoise has got a shell it's easy the tortoise just hides yeah I mean, but until it flips it upside down and then it's sort of like a self-serving bowl isn't it no no honestly I've watched this cat right it is quite all oh, there church, we go church service has started by the way <laughs> bring the Lord um and <laughs> I don't know what made me do that um 
no, this cat, it's, it's obsessed by the tortoise. It's there every day. And it, what it does, it's brilliant watching it because it runs up to the tortoise because it doesn't know what this tortoise is. It's, it's intrigued by it. And it runs up to it because then cause the tortoise will go into its shell. Mm. And then maybe just, I mean, it was brilliant the other day because the cat then moved away from the tortoise heading up the pathway quite slowly <laughs> and then the tortoise got out and he got a bit of a pace on and just ran in to the back of the cat the cat went mental <laughs> jumped behind some rubbish bags but it's there every day uh, and i uh, i went out the other day and i think me and this cat have an understanding now yeah yeah, yeah because I, it was the first time i'd uh, or maybe the second day i'd seen the cat near the tortoise and you're right i mean i'm I'm pretty pretty confident that the tortoise is safe you know he's lived in that garden for nigh on 60 years i'm sure that the mother and daughter thought they were safe from cuppy (laughs) yes well don't call a cat cuppy for a start that's (laughs) not going to please a cat and um so i you know i was i was slightly concerned i thought and I, i saw him going up to the tortoise i opened the back door and that freaked the cat out. It did that sort of staring at me for ages thing. And I just wagged a finger at the cat. And I went, no, you leave him alone. <laughs> and, uh, and every day this cat appears in the garden. And I just go out into the garden. And he looks at me, this cat. And I just raise a finger. And, I, and he knows. He knows. He knows he? what I mean. He, he knows that the, the tortoise is a no-go area. Sure, watch him. <laughs> sure, enjoy him. But don't touch those are the golden rules my friends trev and ben we love new music and if we could 10 o'clock we'd like to introduce you to a new band or artist this week it's 77 bombay street they're a swiss folk rock musical group they're made up of four brothers named after a temporary home they had in adelaide australia where they lived for two years they have four albums under their belt two of which went platinum in switzerland they've also got two swiss music awards to their name their latest album seven mountains is out now and here's the brilliant single waterproof on we love new music we love new music Hi folks, this is Joe from 77 Bombay Street. This is our new single Waterproof and you're listening to We Love New Music on the Treff and Ben Show. They're creeping over my front steps, they're flying onto my porch. They are attacking my brain cells, the box I forge. Since you have left me on a blind date, I'm on a back road. I can't stop looking for the trap door, but you never call.
77 Bombay Street, waterproof on We Love New Music. And uh, you can find out more about them at um, uh, 77bombaystreet.com or on Twitter at 77bombaystreet. And their album, Seven Mountains, is out now. And we'll be playing more from them over the next few weeks. And if you want to get your new music on the show... Sorry, Ben, I'm, ge- I'm giving up. Are I'm you? stopping midstream because I suddenly realised then that I wasn't thinking about what I was saying. And it was just a stream of words with no feeling, with no intonation, without anything. Do you want to try again? And uh, you might as well have phoned the talking clock. <laughs> For that sort of thing. Right, I'll try it again. Right. If you want to get your new music on the show, get in touch with us. It's at Trevor and Ben on Twitter. Or send a message via CroydonRadio.com. And don't forget on CroydonRadio.com, you can upload all your new music. Uh, still to come on the show, we've uh, got the compendium in about 10 minutes' time. I'm looking forward to it today, Ben. Yeah. Because uh, I feel that my brain needs to be kicked into gear somehow this morning. Yeah. And I wonder whether that will do it. Let's hope so. I hope so. Something needs to change. Uh, the pub quiz, uh, days and months, is today's category. And also, I scared somebody yesterday. Did you? Do you talk about that now? Or? I'll tell you about that in just a little while. Okay. And we are, of course, playing Think the Link. We are looking for the link between these three songs. Don't stop. So you think you got it? Um, I think I know the middle song, so I'm quite confident that I think I know what you've done, but I can't be certain. So if you do know either the first or the last song in that lot, get in touch, let me know, and we can work it out. Excellent. And uh, you've got about uh, 45 minutes to uh, to get in touch and let us know what you think. Now, um, I'm going to tread very delicately around this. Um, when you go into a supermarket, Ben, do you ever have any urge at all? any urge and i'm not just talking about you personally i'm putting this out there to mankind and i mean man do you ever get an urge to uh scan part of your anatomy uh you're talking about the part of the anatomy that i'm thinking of i'm imagining we're thinking of the same body part well it wouldn't have a barcode well then this is the thing unless you tattoo one on i suppose but uh, that's, a lot, that's a lot of needles going near that thing. I <laughs> going near that thing. Oh. Going near that thing. It's a lot of needles. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm not. So, basically, I, there was a, a thing I saw this week of a man in a supermarket. I didn't see this you know, firsthand. I'm just, I just read about this thing of a man in a supermarket at the self-service checkout, and uh, he um, plopped his private parts upon the scanning machine and then there was lots of panic in the shop women started screaming the police were called he's found himself in a lot of trouble basically i hope they've thoroughly washed that thing because i put my loose fruit and veg on that <laughs> do you well that's exactly what he did <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it then is there that's clearly, clearly more, more common than i thought but um i don't know what he was trying to achieve by doing that that's that's the mystery for me oh i don't understand was he i mean what was he weighing it i, I really was hope it's an unexpected item in the bagging area <laughs> <laughs> um when you say bagging area <laughs> <laughs> this is the weird thing people do this is I, I i know it's sunday morning and we've got to be very careful and there's a church next door now and we you know we don't want to um just as we don't want their uh, sort of way of life bleeding into ours. They probably don't want to hear us talking about this. Price check on a couple of plums. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up in aisle three. <laughs> and I think this is weird that people do weird things. And, and do you ever go on a bit of a weird internet trail? 
Uh, frequently, but I can't talk about all of them. <laughs> well, I, I went on a, an internet trail this week, and it started off very innocently. It was just one of those... I can't remember the first thing I looked at, but I ended up watching a lot of um, dash cam stuff. Oh, they're good. The Russian ones are the best. The Russian ones? Yeah. Why are they the best? Because they're... Um, is it racist for me to say the Russians are crazy? <laughs> Doesn't matter now, we're out of Europe, we can say what we like. It's <laughs> some, all right. some Russians are crazy. Um, no, no, it's all good fun. You get people who go for insurance scams by throwing themselves in front of cars. Wow. And, like smashing themselves. Like They could be like parked cars, but they'll still dive into them for insurance scams. Wow, good that's fun. incredible. Yeah. I, I, I was watching this one video that, that still completely has me flummoxed when uh, it's a dash cam and uh, she's uh, turning right and a car just seems to appear from nowhere they, uh, I think it's a ghost car they're calling it <laughs> and you I think get, I've seen that you know I can't see where this car comes from I've watched it over and over and over again I read all the comments and it says you can see it coming and I, thought, I can't <laughs> I can't see that coming I have seen that do you see the car coming nope no it's weird, isn't it? Mm. I don't like that. So anyway, I'm watching all these dash cam videos. And then, you know what it's like on YouTube? You sort of get, oh, you watch this, you might like this. And it was a news report with some uh, footage of a man, shall we say, getting intimate with the pavement. Oh, dear. Well, what are people... I didn't know this went on, Ben. I, I find that I'm very naive at times. <laughs> you sort of go online, you think, I've, I, what, the internet has been around for how long? what 20 years something like that yeah yeah so i've been using the internet for 20 years i thought i pretty much know what people get up to you know uh, there's nothing out there that's going to surprise me or shock me now and i didn't know that people did that let me send you a few links <laughs> well you've sent me one that i'm still not watching <laughs> i'm not watching that stiletto hill shouldn't go anywhere near that <laughs> but i'm telling you now i didn't know that people did that and it's very odd and i don't like it mm. so i'm going to stop internet uh, random wacky internet trails because I don't know where it's going to lead me and I'm beginning to feel it's uncovering a world that I don't like. <laughs> and you can't put the lid back on? No. No. No, once you've seen that and once you've seen, you know, uh, a pixelated video of a man enjoying himself on the pavement, you think, he's probably not alone. There's probably clubs. There are probably people who meet up on a regular basis to discuss their favourite bit of concrete. Do you think? Well, Jeremy Corbyn. I'm not saying pavements. Manhole covers. Manhole covers, he likes. <laughs> yes, but not in that way. <laughs> I think he enjoys having photographs of manhole covers. He doesn't necessarily go out and... Yeah, you haven't seen his private collection. Hmm. I don't know what to say to that, Ben. I don't know. Are you suggesting he's got a... Uh, you know, he's got the manhole cover collection that he shows his friends. Yeah. When they come around his house, he goes, oh, let me show you. Let me. And then he's got a couple of you know other mates, and he's like... Right, now I'm going to show you the proper ones. <laughs> yeah. And what, what, what are they? What special, what manhole covers has he got that are more alluring than, uh, than the general, normal manhole cover? I'm not suggesting that the, the manhole covers themselves are any more exciting in his private collection. I'm just maybe suggesting that what he's doing with them in his private collection might be what makes the private collection so special. I see. And if Jeremy Corbyn's lawyers are listening, that is Ben Harmer of Selsden, Croydon, Surrey. <laughs> The Undertones, Teenage Kicks on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show, and it's time for... Mr. Ben Harmer's Corking Games Compendium. Ben's Corking Games Compendium. Ah. 
Well, you say ma. <laughs> I do. You nah. Say, you say ma. I, I just want to say, Ben, I'm very disappointed. What have I done? Well, it's just that, you know, I come in every week with the excitement of the compendium. And mm. this week, I don't know. I'm, I can't be bothered with it. Oh. Well, that was the end of the compendium. <laughs> Join <laughs> us again next week. I'll tell you why I can't be bothered with it, Ben. What, go on. It's because I, I was thinking about it yesterday. When I was getting ready for the show, I was thinking about it. And do you know what I suddenly came to the realisation of? Go on. That I don't believe it's random anymore. What do you mean? I just don't think it's random anymore. You are the one that spins the wheel every week. Well, yes, but you're the one who looks after the drum of destiny. <laughs> and I was just thinking about Say It Again, Sam, and how little that comes up. I was just thinking about the ones where I fail. That seemed to come up more often. You fail at most of them. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just wondered how random it really is. It's almost as if you make your mind up before we start what <laughs> game it's going to be. <clears throat> Shall we um, carry on with the game? <laughs> oh, I see. I may have touched a nerve. <laughs> anyway, I will spin the drum of destiny mm. and it will supposedly at random pick one of five games in your compendium and those games ben are riddle me this true or false the great britain quiz say it again sam and who am i so what are the chances of say it again sam popping up today i wouldn't hold your breath what are the chances <laughs> of the great britain quiz the one where i fail all uh, the time coming uh, up? well what's there's a probably small chance <laughs> all right <laughs> let's spin it I want to see your hands away from it, then. Don't get put your hands anywhere near it. I've got a feeling it might be true or false. Oh, it's true or false. <laughs> I was look at that. It's unbelievable. Amazing coincidence. It is amazing. <laughs> right, what's the deal with this one? Uh, the deal with this one is that you get uh, 10 true or false questions. You need 70% to win. For keen mathematicians among you, that you'll know that's 7 out of 10. Um, Tricky. You, you normally win. I do. I like this. Uh, okay, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Question number one. The numbers on opposite sides of a die always add up to nine. True or false? Uh, that can't be possible. No, false. Of course, it's, it must be because I mean, you can't have one and eight, can you? That's that's that, exactly. Yeah, that must be true then. For false, even. Yeah, no, it's yeah. got to be false. Yes, uh, yes, false. The numbers on the opposite sides of a die always add up to seven. Well, yes, that would make sense. There you go. Yes. Question number two. In the board game Drafts, there are only seven possible opening moves. Oh, I haven't played Drafts since I was about six. <laughs> um, uh, I've no idea. I'll say true. It is true. You are two for two. Oh, excellent. Question number three. The spots on a dice... Well, this is very board game heavy at the moment, <laughs> it isn't, it? isn't it? The spots on dice, dominoes and playing cards are all called specs. No, I've never heard them called that, so no, false. Any idea what they are called? Uh, dots. They're called pips. Pips? But you were right, it was false. Excellent. Oh, I'm doing well. Question number four. The name Lego comes from the Danish phrase leggot, which means play well. I think that's true. I think I've heard that. Would you like my uh, Danish phrasing again? Please do. Leggot. It's very. It's almost like sitting next to a Viking. <laughs> uh, you don't need the uh, the horny hat. Uh, Unnecessary. <laughs> so, what, what are you saying? True? <laughs> um, sorry, I've just got a horny hat in my mind. <laughs> um, I'm saying true, yes. It is true. You are four for four. Oh, this is going brilliantly. Question number five. There are 250 spaces on a Scrabble board. It, true? This is all game-based, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think, think it does seem that way, yeah. Round. Sorry. Uh, if there are 250 <laughs> spaces on a Scrabble board, true or false? 250. That seems a bit too many. Uh, false. It is false. There are 225. Yes, I, I realised there were 25 less than <laughs> what you were talking about there. Question number six. It is possible to solve Rubik's Cube combination in just 17 turns. 
I don't know. People can do it very, very quickly. Yes, they can. So, 17. Uh, yeah, I'll say true. I always thought it was 20. I don't know. I haven't looked at the answer yet, but I always thought the thing about the Rubik's Cube was it's never more than 20 turns away from being solved. I didn't know it was 17. I might okay. be wrong. All right. Uh, sorry, what did you say? I'm saying true. It is true. Oh. 17 to so you're 6 for 6 oh this is this is fantastic cruising home right number 7 the first game produced in 1885 by game inventors Parker Brothers was called Banking in which the winner is the player who makes the most money that sounds like something they might come up with so I'm going to say true That's bang on absolutely true yeah. question <laughs> oh by the way you won Oh, yes! Well done! Victory is mine! Do you want to go for the, for the full 100%? Well, you got to, haven't you? you Question to. number eight. The values on the Monopoly game board are the same today as when Charles Darrow invented it on the 7th of March, 1933. Yeah, I think that's true. It is? Yeah, I don't think that's ever changed. You can still get part lane for, what is it, 200 quid? Yeah, not bad, is it? It's all right. <laughs> Question number nine. The large disc used in Tiddlywinks is called a pinger. I'm going to say false. It is false. Is it isn't one the tiddly or one the wink? Uh, no, the large no. disc used in tiddlywinks is called the squidger. Well, the squidger? Yeah. I thought you had to tiddle your wink. <laughs> Don't be filthy. <laughs> <laughs> now, you see, you're doing well and you've spoiled it now. <laughs> right. It's that horny hat. <laughs> right, for a full house, a perfect 100%. Come on. Number 10. The game of Cat's Cradle, where two players produce designs using looped string over their fingers, was first played... In 1972. Do you know what my goddaughter was doing that the other day when I was there? But it's been around far longer than that. It's got to be false. No, it's probably one of them games from Victorian times. False. It is false. Come on! 100% it was 1760 first played. I was going to say, it's been around hundreds of years. It's just a bit of string. Well done. Uh, does that, what does that mean? Well, wh- once before, we carried on going when you got 100% to see... Uh, we, we, did, we might be right. here all day. But it's up to you what you want to do. Um, I'll tell you what, let's go one more. One more. Let's just do a, a make or break. Right. Question, the unprecedented question number 11. Well, it's, it's not because we've done 12 before, but, you know, it's fine. Shut up. <laughs> question number one. Uh, 11, sorry. Venus is the Roman goddess of love and beauty. Uh, Venus, yeah, that's true. It is true. Well, that's it, isn't it, really? Unstoppable. Uh, unstoppable. I'm be- Do you know what? I've changed my mind. I like this. I like the compendium, but well done with the drum. I like it. <laughs> You've put it 110%. It's the Boo Radley's Wake Up Boo. Croydon Radio, it's the Trevor and Ben Show. Haven't played that for a long time. No. Great song, isn't it? Yeah, the church next door are in full swing now. They really are. Yeah, they're really going for it now. Mm. I can feel the... Uh, I don't know, I can feel that there's something happening next door that's very very exciting, very positive, very new. Well... Very annoying. I'm hoping this isn't a weekly thing. <laughs> I mean, ironically, I'm, I'm praying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you're, you're battling the prayers of a whole church <laughs> at the moment. I'm not sure that you're going to win that particular battle. So I want to talk about something that happened a while ago on the show. We talked about people, it seemed to be a phenomenon you found, about people going in for operations and waking up with like Chinese accents and yeah, speaking or, fluent Spanish or yeah, something strange. Yeah, or people having, you know... Uh, a stroke or an embolism or something and then it yeah for some reason changing their accent or, or even their language being fluent in something that uh, they've only got a, only up until that point had very little knowledge of it's happened again happened again it's happened again I must admit I do love it I find it fascinating well I, 
I'm not completely convinced by it because it's a clip of a Texan woman, and I've got I've got the clip here for you. Basically, they're saying how she's come out speaking like Mary Poppins and very British and. You know, wow, like Mary Poppins. P's and Q's and ooh, hello. And <laughs> I've heard this clip. Yeah. I think she sounds Australian. <laughs> but I'll let you be the judge. Okay, let's have a listen. People who don't know me, hey, where are you from? I'm from Rosenberg. Oh, where's, where's that? I'm like, we're here in Rosenberg. Oh, you're from here. How do you talk like that? So that's when the whole story comes up. Mary Poppins, she's been compared to. Yeah. Yeah, Australian, I would give you that. I was definitely Australian. Yep. Nothing like Mary Poppins. <laughs> Nothing like her at all. Uh, wow. But it's still a change of accent. Oh, yeah, it's not Texan anymore. No. No. So what does she... Um, d- does she say uh, what she feels? How's it affected her life? Apart from people thinking she's Mary Poppins. <laughs> uh, I think her family are a bit weirded out by the whole thing, but overall, I think everyone's basically fine. I, I I think at least it's just a change of accent. I would be really freaked out if I if something happened to me and I came back and I couldn't speak English anymore mm. and I was just speaking another language. I mean, fifty percent of the country want me out, uh, but <laughs> you're not welcome here. But I um I do wonder whether that would be horrendous for the people I know because I mean, imagine that we you know, we couldn't converse anymore. No, I couldn't understand you. You couldn't understand me. I suppose also it's just a matter of time before... Because obviously it's just things people have heard. That's the only reason they're doing these weird accents. So I wonder when the first time we're going to have someone waking up from an operation as somebody else. Like they have Boris Johnson's voice. Wow. Or Nigel Farage's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Who would be the worst celebrity voice? Joe Pasquale. That would be quite an annoying one. Yeah, that would be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or someone like, um, like the guy who plays Phil Mitchell... Phil Mitchell, you know, does that sort of because he, he's always he's always heavy breathing, isn't he? Steve McFadden, yeah, he's always like. <sighs> I think Harry Hill once described it as he's always deflating. <laughs> and I think that's very true. He's like he's always doing that. Whatever, whatever the emotion, he always goes <sighs> at the end of every line. Yeah, but he sounds quite hard sometimes, doesn't he? With all of his East End, I suppose, giving it large. I, I, I went to Doc Cotton. You wouldn't want to sound like her. No, that's true. Oh. <laughs> I went to the shop before I came here this morning to buy me a bottle of water, right? And uh, and I went to the uh, went to the till and um, you know tried to put it through the scanner and it didn't work. And she said, "Come this way." <laughs> Zipping back up. Hey, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and she said to me, "Have you got a, a nectar card?" And I answered in a very you know when sometimes you know early in the morning and you haven't really spoken to anyone yet and your voice isn't quite mm. up and running yet. And I think I came across as very sinister. She went. Have you got a, a, a nectar card? And I went, no. <laughs> and, uh, and I went, oh, I'm sorry about that. And uh, I felt, so that's quite a sinister voice. I've done that as well. I prefer that, though. I prefer growling at people than when your voice cracks. Oh, no. that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I did that last night. All right? I, was, I was at a party last night, and uh, I, I promise I will tell you more about this party. Uh, not necessarily the party, just everything around the party. Okay. Very shortly. But I did that. It was very loud in the venue. Because uh, it was a place where people my age shouldn't be. I mean, it's ridiculous. It was loud. There were glitter balls and lights and all sorts. And I was talking to someone, and at one point my voice did crack because I was having to shout very loudly. <laughs> so my my voice was being strained, and at one point I went very high. Oh, you know, I always love it when someone does that, and it's just at the same moment the track ends or the <laughs> DJ fades it down. So you're just left screaming in the silence. It's brilliant. Well, the thing is, the only I, I find the only way to get around it is to before anyone else takes the Mickey to do it yourself. What was it you saying? 
I, I, I can't remember. I think I was having a moan about the journey I just had. And I think, basically, I was... I can't use the language. I, basically, I wasn't happy. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm trying to explain to my friends that it had been a bit of a nightmare. And I think I sort of went, and the trains just weren't working! And I sort of went like that. <laughs> and, uh, and then I spent the rest of the, sort of the next, I don't know, two minutes sort of purposely doing it to carry on you know as if I'd done it on purpose to start with oh. but actually they all knew that my voice had done a weird thing also <laughs> do you ever get that weird thing that your voice does when I don't know it's almost like a little bit of saliva gets kind of caught in the back of your throat and your voice can't go on all that very briefly <laughs> you have a Kermit the Frog yeah, yeah I don't know that and the thing is you always carry on you know you, you, you're mid-conversation and you can't wait to swallow but you think I better get out what I'm trying to say here and everyone around you sort of going he's gone weird he's gone a bit Kermit I don't like it no I don't like it when weird things happen with your voice no uh, but uh, what I do enjoy is sometimes doing uh an accent when people don't know me so to try and pretend you're from somewhere else you did this at a training day didn't you you went you put on a newcastle accent for the whole day yes i did yeah and then you go by a different name as well i did yeah i called myself simon and i did a geordie accent all day why well because our boss was geordie and i had no time for this day that we've been sent on because i'm not a fan of those things and i thought i might as well have a bit of fun and uh, and also just try and get through it as best I can. So I decided that it would be better if I wasn't me. You were in character. And I could do... And, and then, of course, once uh, the, the little group that I was working with all day, once they knew what I was going to do, they were giving me little phrases that uh, my boss at the time would always use. And I had to get them in to the day as much as possible. So everyone was in on this except the training guy himself? Not everyone, just a little group that we, you know, there was four or five of us. I mean, the whole company were in on the, on the day, but the four or five of us. Of course, everyone was in on it once I had to talk out loud. Yeah. And you sort of felt sorry for the guy during the day because for about the first three times I spoke, everyone laughed. And then, of course, that died out after a while. I mean, not that I was talking a lot, you know, it's just one of those things. But they, then we'd have to go off and do a little group exercise. And then they'd say to me, right, Trev, next time you get the opportunity, our boss would say, he used to have little phrases like, um, it's not rocket science, uh, work smarter, not harder. He used to have all the things like that. And they said, oh, get in. Um, he always used to go, uh, sure as eggs is eggs. He said, get that in. So I'd have to sit there and wait for an opportunity. And I, was get, I always remember that um, sure as eggs is eggs was my last one I had to get in on the day. And time was running out. <laughs> and I was getting a little bit concerned. And then, thankfully, um, he asked for some feedback on the day. So I was able to put my hand up and he'd say, uh, yes, Simon. And go, well, I just want to see it. It's been a fantastic privilege. And sure as eggs is eggs, my time management will be better. Round of applause. <laughs> Round of applause for my friends. Lewis Barfoot, Taranaki. We featured her on uh, We Love New Music a couple of weeks ago. She's uh, currently on a Summer Sundays tour. She's going to be at the uh, Horniman Museum in a couple of weeks, 10th of July. That's the nearest one to us. Uh, all the details at lewisbarfoot.com. Do go and support us. Brilliant. Love that song. Um, right, I think I should tell you about last night, Ben. Yeah, what happened? Well, I had to go to my friend's 40th birthday last night. Lovely thing. Yeah. Lovely to be invited. Uh, it was miles away, though, in Maidstone. Oh, and uh, I uh, I don't like travelling, really. 
you know it's it's all right when you're abroad and you're on holiday i don't mind waiting for trains if i'm somewhere else i don't mind things being an issue but when it's in this country i hate it and you've got car problems at the moment as well, you? i haven't got a car at the moment mm. which is proving to be like head on earth not having a car i can't you know there was a time you were enjoying it last week i, I was enjoying it last week this week not so much no so um I decided last uh, oh, yesterday afternoon to look up the best routes to get there from East Croydon. So it says uh, says East Croydon to Victoria, Victoria to Maidstone. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Look at the price of the ticket: seventeen pounds. All right, bit pricey, but fair enough. So uh, I get to East Croydon station, go to the machine, put the station in. There it is, day single, seventeen quid. Buy the ticket. Go up to Victoria go to the platform to get the train to Maidstone, it won't go through the machine. Oh. And uh, so I take it to the, the guy, and I says to him, uh, sorry, mate, it's not letting me through. And he said, no, you bought a ticket that's uh, not via London. Oh. <sighs> I said to him, well, why is the only option I was given to come via London? <laughs> and he went, I don't know. And, uh, and I, was with a, I was with my friend. We were off to this party, and, um, and I had a bit of a meltdown in Victoria Station, I'll be honest with you. And I just said to my mate, I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going. I'm going home. I can't do this. I've had enough. I'm no. going home. And he went, you can't leave me. He's the other side of the barrier. He said, you can't leave me now. I said, no, I'm sick of this. Every time I travel, it's a nightmare. I've had enough. I'm going home. And so I start walking away. And he says, Trev, Trev, come back. <laughs> so I've, I've still got my ticket in my hand. And, and I'm furious now. And uh, my mate's saying, well, just hold on to the ticket and get your money back and we'll work it out. And I went, no, I don't want it. And I threw it on the floor. Threw the ticket on the floor, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, my little straw. I did. It was a proper tantrum. <laughs> and, uh, and then, as I was getting more and more angry, I then, you know the, the, the thing where you, you swipe your Oyster card yeah. on, the, on the barrier? I then really punched it. <laughs> and, and I, and I, I said, you pay all this money in this country to get somewhere, and it's always a problem, and he's no help. He's just standing there in his high vis jacket. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't come this way. He's no help at all. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my mate Kafadi says to me, come on, Trev, just, you know, just swipe your, your, you know, credit card on the thing. We'll do it that way. And I said, all right. So, so I stormed, stormed through the barriers, right? <laughs> it sounded like you shattered the barriers, stormed through it. And I didn't stop. I just kept walking. Next thing, I'm looking behind me. My mate's not with me anymore. He's, he's talking to the man in the high-vis jacket. Apologising. <laughs> well, who's picked up my ticket that I threw away and handed it back. My mate comes up to me and goes, you really frightened him. <laughs> I said, what do you mean I really frightened him? He went, no, he said he didn't know what to do with you. He said he was terrified. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Yeah. And then, I, you know, when you're in that kind of rage, everything then annoyed me. So I got on the train and, uh, and we're walking, trying to find somewhere to sit. And all the seats were just like no leg room at all. And that started to annoy me. And I'm on the middle of this train. It's quite a busy train. I said, who? What's this train made for? Midgets? There's nowhere to sit. And my mate's going, Trev, Trev, just stop it. Just calm down. Right, so eventually the train gets on its way, right? It then takes forever because it's flooding on the line. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, so no one's fault, that one. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, I, I, I let that go. Yeah. Get to, get to Maidstone. And I said to the, I said, well, we've got to swipe out now because I've swiped in. This is going to cost me, I mean, it's already cost me 17 quid, this journey. So you, didn't, that, you didn't bother getting the refund? Oh, I couldn't be bothered with that. I was too angry to deal with that. <laughs> 
And uh, I said, well, I need to swipe out, otherwise it's going to charge me a fortune. We go and ask another man, and I, basically anyone in a high-vis jacket from now on is going to get it from me. Because <laughs> we go to this man, he went, and literally, I mean, Maystone, it felt like it was the middle of nowhere. It is. It is, right? And he says to me, proper, and I, this was genuinely his accent, he went, oh, no, we don't have, we don't have those here. <laughs> it's not that far away. <laughs> he genuinely, I'm, I'm not lying, he genuinely had that accent. Okay. And I said, what do you mean you don't have them here? He went, oh, no, no, we don't have that kind of technology. <laughs> I went, what, what, do you don't have that sort of technology? Where, where are we? I didn't realise we were coming back in time, <laughs> let alone all these miles. And he said, no, what you need to do is when you go back on the train, you swipe at the other end at the end, it'll work it all out. And I thought, you're making this up. <laughs> I want to know where you've been. Yes, this is all nonsense. So I don't know what last night has cost me. I originally was going to get a lift home from Maidstone. So at least when I got there, I thought, well, that's it now. I yeah. can chill out. Uh, my lift then sort of basically I knew that my house was a long way out of their way so we sort of had a good discussion and it seemed like they it would be better if they got me sort of near to their house and then I could get home but that's then the, not really a lift is it that's just then, them going home but then the timing so I, like, I then have got to try and get home from Lewisham at whatever time of night so I decided to get the last train so I'm basically at this party for about or less than two hours in the end it's cost you a fortune I barely saw the, the birthday girl herself I said hello to her and goodbye and that was about it and as I said goodbye she went you've already just got here I went I'm sorry there's a train I've got to get and they don't yeah. seem to have anything round here that's any good and uh, so you jumped on a pig <laughs> yeah jumped on a pig and rode it all the way home with it squealing and uh, it would have been quicker because i got to the station to get the last train home and the the still the same man they obviously only have one man working the the uh, the train station there says um says oh i'm sorry the uh, the train may not be going so what do you mean it might not be going it's all the flooding on the line we're waiting the, for the go-ahead oh. oh man so we stood there and i just started uh, again my mate was with me and he said trev don't do it again <laughs> And I just said, all I'm saying is risk it. What, a bit of fradding? Go for it. And then the driver comes out. He says, no, we can't because uh, we might lose power. And then where would we be? I say, well, we'd be a little bit nearer home. (laughs) (laughs) And then these other guys, they got very cross. And then they walked off. And they they said, we're going to go and get a cab. And do you know what the worst thing was? They were going to Croydon. (laughs) And I could have taken a lift with them. But I thought, I can't. Go could all have the split way. the fare with him. Mind you, you probably paid out enough money. Yeah. But exactly, it cost me forty. Then uh, the, the journey home was a nightmare, which is why I didn't get home until about two o'clock this morning, and two I was o'clock. furious. So I'm making an announcement this morning. This is an announcement to anyone who's a friend of mine. If you're going to have a party, if you're going to have any event, if it's anywhere further than about a twenty minute journey, I will not be there. <laughs> I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not because every time I travel further than about twenty minutes, it's a nightmare. I almost moved to Maidstone as well recently. Well, I <laughs> wouldn't have come, I wouldn't have come anywhere near it. <laughs> and I'll tell you what: if you had to travel to Croydon every week, you'd never get here, and it would cost you a fortune. <laughs> Jake Bug, Lightning Bolt on Croydon Radio. Right, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Welcome to the Trev and Ben. And it's the Pub Quiz. So the Pub Quiz, three questions. Today's category is days and months. Not days and months. Not days and months, as I wrote down originally, or days and nights. It's days (laughs) and months. Uh, There's an easy question for one point, a medium question for two points, and a hard question for three points. You can take part by being on the shout box right now. Ben, you are, of course, a quiz master, which means you have to have a nickname. What's your nickname this week? Well, following the uh, events this week, I've given you an option, because I feel we've all had a choice this week. 
Referendum. Uh, close. Yeah. Referendum. <laughs> I think mine's better. <laughs> All right. Referendum. Or no referendum. Or referendum. Mm. Okay. Or Benzit. I like Brexit. Uh, I think refer- I think referendum's better. Referendum it is. All right. Question number one. One point. What was the name of the 1940 screwball comedy based on the play The Front Page, starring Cary Grant and Rosaline Russell? What? Oh dear. What was the name of the 1940 screwball comedy based on a play called The Front Page, starring Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell? Uh, I don't know. Oh, do you know what? I'm ready to go home today. Me too. Nothing, nothing has gone well. I don't know any answers to anything today. All I keep thinking is about that 17 quid. <laughs> okay, moving He's on. He's Croydon to Victoria. 17 quid that cost me. Question number two. Oh, no, we don't have that round, do you? On which day of the week did the September the 11th terrorist attacks take place? Do you have a question? I really didn't screen these questions. No, you didn't, did you? <laughs> any any other terrorist-based questions? Oh, dear. <laughs> right. The weird um, thing is, I think I know the answer. I think it's uh, something that I will never forget. So I am hope I've got it right now. See, now you make me look an oath for not knowing it now. Oh, well, you were, what, only about three or something at the time, were you? <laughs> three? <laughs> You're a very young man, Ben, I don't Question know. Question number three. In the UK, one tax year ends and a new one begins in which month? Oh, that's easy. It's a double. I thought this was the hard question. Well, well, the first question, have you done them in the wrong order? <laughs> right, question number one for one point was, what was the name of the 1940 screwball comedy based on a play called The Front Page, starring Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell? I don't know, so I said 40 days and 40 nights. I'm going to be honest with you, I've just seen what I've written down. And I wasn't really paying any attention to the categories or anything because I've just put the third man. So not days or months. <laughs> not days or months. Uh, the answer was His Girl Friday. Oh, there you go. Uh, let's gloss over this one quickly. What did uh, you put? What? Oh, 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, yeah. Just... Yeah, gloss over the second one quickly. September the 11th was on Tuesday. Uh, it was on a Tuesday. I said Wednesday. Oh, there you go. And the final question. I'm so pleased to have had a, a two point victory on a terrorist question. <laughs> the third and final question. In the UK, one tax year ends and a new one begins in which month? I have said April. It is April. It is April. Of course it's April. Does that mean I win? Y- yes. Thanks oh. to September the 11th. <laughs> See? Every cloud. <laughs> I'm not quite sure that one does. The Mugs, Lightning Cries. I didn't realise that's two songs in a row about lightning. I didn't intend that, I didn't plan that, it's just the way it's happened. It's incredible, isn't it? Well. In a week where there's been so much lightning and storms, it's, it, I, I, oh, it's There's a joke almost... there about lightning striking twice, but I'll leave it. Yeah, yeah, don't do it. Think the link. Uh, so, Think the Link, Ben, uh, there were three songs to identify. Somewhere there was a link between them. Here they are. There's the three songs. Okay, well, no help, so <laughs> thanks, thanks for nothing. Thanks, thanks for that. Uh, the middle song, I think, is Leave by Jojo. Wow, do you know? Yes, it is. And I thought that was the most obscure of the lot. That is the only one I knew. Um, I can't remember. I've heard of the other two, but I can't quite remember them now. But the fact that it's been the week of the referendum, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that the link is Leave. Leave I'll, by Jojo. I'll give you that. Yeah? I'll give you the, the link is actually out. 
but leave out it was Jojo leave get out the full title swing out sister break out and Joe Jackson stepping out so yes the link is out well done and I can't believe you got Jojo. I thought, God, no. I love that song. Who's going to remember? I, I'd forgotten about that song until I, I came to do these. I thought, God, yeah, that was a good song. Yeah. No well, one plays it anymore. Why don't we play it now? Well, I'm not going to play it right now because yes, it's the I end of the show. Play but, the song. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not playing it I want to hear it. I'm tough. You'll have to wait. You'll have to wait till <laughs> right, maybe next, next week. week. Next maybe week we'll next Jojo. week. Well, maybe. We'll have to think about it. <laughs> but yes, maybe. Anyway, that's it from us. Uh, Stand by the Happy Sundays are on the way next. We're back with our uh, midweek podcast around, uh, well, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever we can get together and do it, whenever we can be bothered, frankly. Yeah. Uh, and then we're back live next week. Now, hopefully next week, I- I'll-, I'll be honest with you, today hasn't been the smoothest, <laughs> most polished show there's ever going to be. No. It's not been the finest performance from the two professionals that sit in this studio every week. Next week will be just a little better we not hope. much but just a little <laughs> yeah we hope what can we do in the next five days to make it better or well, the um, next seven prepare. days even. that'll be it <laughs> anyway we'll see you then fingers crossed it'll be better till then take it easy the Trev and Ben Show